0: Well, as I've previously shared, in my view, the latest weapon in the hypersexualized and gender culture wars to be used against children is drag queens. According to Wikipedia, a drag queen is a person, usually male, who uses drag clothing and makeup to imitate and often exaggerate female gender signifiers and gender roles for entertainment purposes. In modern times, drag queens are associated with gay men and gay culture, but people of other genders and sexual identities also perform as drag queens. Drag queens frequently include lip-syncing, live-singing and dancing. They occur at events like gay pride parades, carnivals and drag pageants, and in venues such as cabarets and nightclubs. Well, that's according to Wikipedia. Let's be clear, drag queens are an adult expression of LGBT communities. Even they admit that. Strip dancing, sexuality, cross-dressing, sexualized content, adult entertainment. If it's targeted at adults, So be it. But now it's being deliberately targeted at children. Ironically, you never hear much about drag queens reading books at old folks' homes or women's refuges. No, just to very young children in libraries. Now, if I was saying all the things I've just talked about and I said them in Australia, I could be dragged off to the Human Rights Commission or their equivalent. Maybe I still will be here in New Zealand, so be it. I don't care. We need to speak the truth. In early 2020, two drag queens sued Lyle Shelton, who used to be with the Australian Christian Lobby and is now head of the Family First political party in Australia. It's a political party over there. They sued him, the drag queens sued him for vilification. His alleged crime was to write a blog that highlighted that drag queens were promoting gender-fluid ideology to children, and he said that they were dangerous role models after they appeared at a drag queen storytime event for children at a Brisbane City Council Library. The drag queens made a complaint to the Queensland Human Rights Commission alleging that his post was vilification because it incited hatred, severe ridicule and serious contempt towards them. And finally, there's been a decision, let's talk to Lyle about the outcome. Lyle, it's good to have you back on, McBlog. Uh, uh, we're, we're all wanting to know, what was the outcome of the case?
1: Yeah, thanks, Bob. Uh, look, it's been an amazing outcome. Uh, the charges against me have been dismissed. Uh, these were right. vilification or hate speech charges brought by two drag queens about uh, three and a half years ago. So it's been a long battle. But um, the uh, Queensland Civil and Administrative Tribunal, the, um, the lawyer, the the member, as he's called, is like a judge, uh, has dismissed the charges Uh, after uh, taking nine months to
0: (laughs) write his decision. Mm. And so it's gone for what, three years?
1: It's been over three years since they launched the legal action against Mm. me. So it starts with a complaint in the Queensland Human Rights Commission. You have to go to compulsory conciliation where they made demands of me to, you know, um, apologise to them and take down my blogs. Um, And I Mm. politely said, no, I'm not going to do that. Then they escalated it to the tribunal. Um, and then eventually it went to a three-day trial uh, last November. Um, the cases cost, you know, well, my, my crowdfunding donors have contributed, mm. you know, more than $208,000. That's from 1,300 people, mums and dads, chipping in mm. little bits here and there, which I really appreciate. And then on top of that, my lawyers gave, um, I don't know how many, tens of thousands of, worth of pro bono work including my um my king's counsel uh tony morris who who mm. you know gave his time for three days at the trial pro bono so i'm incredibly grateful for the support i've had
0: okay and you had support from the human rights law alliance which of course is yes. john stenhoff who spoke at our forum uh, uh yep. recently so you know that, that shows the value of an organization like that doesn't it
1: it, it absolutely does. Look, um, I feel so privileged to have been represented by the A team. Um, these were mm-hmm. top professionals. As I say, um, Tony Morris KC was engaged by uh, the Human Rights Law Alliance to uh, represent me. The trial, the the work that John Steenhoff and his mm-hmm. team of solicitors did was top class, and um, I, I just felt in really good hands. The whole way through and and i know i had the privilege of being at your conference uh, back in june and to see you guys launching something similar in new zealand uh, this is much needed um john steenhoff and his team have a full caseload i'm just one of many people that they're defending and mm-hmm. i know you're going to be run off your feet there in new zealand because of the times we live yeah.
0: in yeah well uh, you know it's not us launching it but there is an organization uh, happening so it's very very exciting and and we certainly need it um uh, mm-hmm. lyle what do you think Swung the case because I tend to think of anything that comes out of human rights, uh, tribunals, those types of things as tending to go against uh, social conservatives. So, but you won, yeah. So, what do you think swung it?
1: Yeah, look, um, I, you know, obviously, someone of faith, I'm thankful, I, I think God intervenes in the affairs of uh, mm. people like me. Um, so I give glory to him and that may not be something everyone understands, but mm. um, then he, you know, by God's grace, we had an amazing legal team. So I think having good lawyers, making the case really powerfully that I hadn't uh, caused vilification, that what I had done was legitimate public discussion in the public mm. interest. Uh, there are exemptions under these very, very flawed laws. They are they are flawed. They're very subjective. It's they're very problematic uh, but I think that uh, making the case that, um, you know, discussing whether it's appropriate for drag queens who, you know, present with a sexualized persona, who, who preach gender fluid ideology to little children, which we know is harmful. It puts them on a pathway towards, um, you know, pupae blockers, ultimate castration. I mean, it's pretty extreme stuff where this leads to. So to be able to talk about that in the public square, uh, that being a public interest issue, I think that is in large matter what swung it um look it's a very technical judgment there are other factors as well but i think that's a big big part of it
0: yeah i mean it's a form of hate speech law i mean how do you even define vilification and and who judges whether it's harmful is it just based on a snowflake response or is it based on whether it's true uh uh
1: well that that's exactly right and this therein lies the problem that's why it took uh member jeremy gordon of QCAT, the Queensland Civil Administrative Tribunal, nine months after the trial, because he says Mm -hmm. in his judgment that these laws are vague. Um, Mm -hmm. He has to work Mm -hmm. out what does incitement to vilification or hatred mean? And then, you know, who is the audience that's incited? And, um, you know, a big part of his um, wrangling in his judgment was over the contentions of the complainants that um, Mm -hmm. people who made third-party comments on my Facebook page, and, and, you know, I don't want to defend people who call... Mm -hmm drag queens um you know all sorts Mm -hmm. of pernicious names like pedophile pedophiles and stuff like that i don't obviously support that i can't control everything that's on my facebook page that idiots go and write but this this all formed part of uh the complaint against me and so he had to wade through all that and work out well who is the audience you know what what's incitement and uh in the end he said well you know me publishing and talking about these things, uh, which are in the public interest didn't amount to incitement. As I say, it's a technical judgment, but I think if, if there had been perhaps a, you know, a, a woke, a more woke mm. uh, lawyer adjudicating these cases or a woke judge, uh, I think it could have gone the other way. And, and that's why these laws are dangerous. I, I assume you've got them in New Zealand. They're pretty standard across the Western world. Um, they're, they're, they're subjective and they're, they're very, very dangerous laws. And um, yes, while I've had a mm. win, uh, the fact that a citizen can be dragged for three years through a legal process costing hundreds of thousands of dollars, be subject mm. to cross-examination by senior counsel in a, in a gruelling <laughs> three-day trial yeah. uh, for simply expressing a point of view about the appropriateness of drag queens reading for little children. I mean, this is, this is just nuts. And um, this has got massive implications for freedom of speech. It, it shows we don't have freedom of speech mm. in our country because the the, the process of this is the actual punishment, whether you win or lose.
0: I'm amazed that uh, you were being judged for comments on your Facebook page. I mean, we, we would need full-time monitors and sensors on yeah. all our social media. That's, that's incredible.
1: Yep, that was, um, that was a large part of their case because wow. what I'd actually written, um, of course, I'm careful. Mm. I don't, you know, mm. I, I mean, I, I wrote a very robust blog. I said they're dangerous role models to children yep. um, and I stand by that. And, and you know, they were offended by that and, and, you know, that was part of their complaint. But mm. um, a big part of it was uh, the third party comments, so things that I had no control of. Once the complaint was lodged three years ago, we actually employed a moderator to go through and, um, you know, clean up all those Mm. comments. You know, this is where I agree with the drag queens. Yeah, they're terrible comments. But um, look, I'm not Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't create the platform. Mm. Um, He didn't, you know, have a mechanism, um, you know, for me to turn those off. Uh, And like you, Bob, you just don't have time to go through all that sort of stuff.
0: And as uh, someone who uh, led the no vote on the marriage referendum or plebiscite, as you called it in Australia... Uh, I've seen comments that have been written about you and still are written oh. about you. So, you know, it, That's it, the it's, yeah. it's got to go both ways. Look, this is a yeah. really significant decision and it's a great pushback. Yeah. Uh, I guess the media in Australia were all over this decision. <laughs>
1: uh, look, um, it, 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 <laughs> you're a funny man. Um, look, they spun it as if uh, it, it finally did make the media. It took a few oh, days. Oh, it was, okay, it was
0: because yeah. I've just, you know, as you know, I've, I spent the weekend with you in Australia at a you conference, did, yeah. and uh, I thought it was just one newspaper that reported. I couldn't find any others.
1: It, look, it's it is hard to find, um, mm. but it did make it into uh, the new the Murdoch uh, papers here in Australia mm. uh, online late on Friday night. But it, it was fun instead of being, um, you know, the discussion over. The, the egregious injustice to free speech, yeah. Yeah. it was like, um, you know, Shelton got away with vilification. Yeah. That was the way yeah. they spun the story. You know, how did he get away with this? Mm. Uh, that that yeah. was the tenor of the uh, article. But this needs to spark a big discussion about free speech because mm. if we haven't got free speech, um, we don't have a democracy. And, um, you know, when when you can get dragged through these processes compulsorarily, um, it has a chilling effect. This is designed to stifle and shut up debate.
0: Okay. Um, just for us Kiwis, when you say Murdoch papers, you're talking about left-wing, um, uh, Sydney <laughs> Morning Herald and... No, sorry. It... Um, oh, it's the Australian. Well, they're...
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're all, they're all left-wing these days, aren't they? But, um, the yeah. Murdoch uh, papers, so that's the Australian newspaper, the, the Telegraph, the Courier-Mail in Queensland.
0: Um, okay, so they they're the syndic-
1: Yeah, so then the the Sydney Morning Herald, which is the nine newspapers yeah. over here, they're even more woke. So they haven't mm-hmm. even reported it. No. Um... Uh, and, at all. and the and ABC, it,
0: yeah. uh, you know, which is our our, uh, <laughs> yeah. our um te- television New Zealand, uh, have they had you know feature Because I bet no. if uh, you had lost this and the drag queens had won, yeah. it would have uh, been yeah. the lead story.
1: Yeah, no, that's I think you're exactly right, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, we want to get uh, a media discussion about free speech, mm. but of course this doesn't suit their narrative. Mm. Um, you know, someone getting off on this uh, doesn't suit their narrative. So. Yeah
0: okay anyway and and but the thing is you've set a very good precedent because of course you've uh got other uh australians a couple who we met over the weekend Mm. uh and curly smith uh you know who is was concerned about a biological dude playing in a girl's soccer team uh and and is currently before the court so uh, you know this isn't the last case but you have set a really good precedent um i guess well there's two things to that firstly uh what's the likelihood of an appeal
1: yeah um well firstly on on the precedent you know this this Mm. is a tribunal decision so Mm. it doesn't have the same weight as a higher court um Mm. but it's not nothing either and i think um perhaps lesser than a precedent it's probably more of a deterrent to these activists um if they make these vexatious complaints they know they can lose and that we've got good Mm. legal people like john steenhoff and the hrla to defend Mm. us Mm. um With regard to an appeal, I think they won't appeal, and I I think it's um for two reasons. One because um the member Jeremy Gordon went to a lot of trouble, and legal academics have told me it's a very solid decision. It's a it's a hard read, but he's really um made a a strong case as to why I didn't cause vilification. The second reason is. Because I think public opinion is starting to turn a bit. And I think when you're mixing drag queens and children, people are waking up to that. So for them to appeal for the right Mm. to shut someone up who's warning about Mm. the dangers of drag queens reading to children, I think that's Mm. a bad look for them. Mm. And I don't think they will appeal because of that.
0: And I have to ask you this one. You were funded by mums and dads. Um, Who were they funded by?
1: Yeah, look. Um, according to the annual report of the LGBTI Legal Service, which uh, represented the drag queens, uh, they had at least four hundred thousand dollars of Queensland taxpayers' money uh, that I could see from looking at their annual reports over a, a number of years. After I blogged about that, they took their annual reports off their website. So, um, but they are taxpayer subsidised. We got no money, no taxpayer money at all. So this is again. Um, you know, the taxpayer pays for the privilege of persecuting people who speak out against these people who are is, protected species. It's crazy.
0: I I start to say unbelievable, but I'm actually saying that is completely believable. That is just typical. Uh, no surprise at all. And I say that from experience because Family First yeah. had to spend three yeah, quarters right. of a million against a government uh, trying to deregister yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Lyle, Great victory. Congratulations. Uh really important precedent. Thank you for fighting. I know it's come at a huge cost. Uh personally as well as um, you know, um emotionally, but also financially as well, even though you've had financial support. So mm. uh congratulations, thanks for making that stand. Hopefully it's as I always say, as you know, stiffens the spines of others to yeah. uh, make similar pushback. We need to for the sake of our kids. So yeah, thanks. Lyle, really good to catch up and great outcome.
1: Appreciate it, Bob. Thanks for having me. Thank you.